Hello, and welcome to Not That Anybody Asked. You'll probably find that a common theme with me is to say, wow, this week just flew by, and that's because it really does. I swear, the days are just so long, but the weeks go so fast. April is over, which is absolutely crazy. I feel like the year just started like five minutes ago. May is my favorite month for a few reasons. I feel like as someone that went to public school, I always just assume that's when school is going to be let out. But as an adult, I've learned that not everyone gets out in May. A lot of people actually go all the way till June regularly, which we never went to June. If we went to June, it meant we had had about a million snow days and it was not supposed to be like that. Growing up, I didn't like that my birthday was in May because I was typically the youngest one out of everybody. Obviously, there were a few people that were June or July birthdays, but not very many. But now, as an adult, I literally love May as a birthday. It's warm enough outside to be able to do everything outside, but it's not the sweltering heat of summer yet. I did grow up in the Midwest, so it definitely was hot, but it wasn't unbearable yet. And even now, being in the South, it still isn't terribly hot. I mean, it's definitely humid and it's getting there, but it's not awful. Also, just a little fun fact, when my husband and I first started dating, his birthday is November 12th, mine is May 14th, so we're almost exactly six months apart. Very jokingly, because if we're being so honest, I didn't really want kids when we first got together, but I very clearly remember having this conversation. I said, oh, if we had an August and a February baby someday, we would have birthdays every three months, quarterly. And you will never guess when my daughter and son's birthdays are. That's right. February and August. How weird is that, right? Our daughter, which is the oldest one, she was planned, so I guess we kind of planned that, but it took a few months to get pregnant with her, so it wasn't the initial plan. And our son was a 100% accident baby, so that was very much not planned. Crazy though, right? I honestly forgot I had told him that until after we had our second, and I was like, oh, wow, I manifested this without even trying to. This week, I finished up filling all the garden beds. I have two long raised beds. I think they're eight feet by two feet probably. And then I have a little three-tiered four-by-four-foot garden bed as well. I went to Tractor Supply to get soil for the final bed, and it was a trip. Just picture me with two kids, one of those little like pallet loader carts, trying to load 18 bags of soil. I walked into the store with all of my bags to finally check out and the cash register lady goes, is it hot out there? And I said, unfortunately, not really because I was sweating so profusely. It was a little humid. I'll give myself credit there, but I should not have been sweating that much. And now it's the next day and my forearms are literally killing me. When we were checking out, if you've never been to Tractor Supply before, there's a lot of like little figurines and stuff at the checkout for, I'm sure, kids. And my son saw this dinosaur and I was like, you guys were so good. Sure, go for it. I didn't even look at the price of it. Tell me why this T-Rex was 25 effing dollars. And it's like a lethal weapon. It weighs like at least three pounds, I think. My daughter got a little Pegasus and it was $20 too. I spent $45 on little like mythical creature figurines. It's fine. You know, I mean, he loves his weapon of a T-Rex. But dang, next time I'll check the freaking price tag. Anyway, useless rant because I know that Tractor Supply will not take down the $25 T-Rex. Our Instagram quote of the day is from Nikki Miles underscore. And I actually love this one. I just found it and it was perfect. And it is, you haven't met all the people in this world that are going to love you. As someone who has not lived near our family for, dang, almost 10 years... I love that quote a lot because everywhere you go, you meet somebody. 
If you're lucky, they change your life and they love you forever. But even if they're just a fleeting situation or a fleeting friendship, it meant something to you at some point. The type of love you feel for people that you meet in different situations is unlike any other. Growing up, my family wasn't very big. We were close, but because there were literally 10 of us. So friendship has always meant a lot to me, but in the last few years of living on our own, it's become even more important to me. I don't really see my family as people blood-related to me anymore. I see it as the people I choose to bring around me. My kids have about 400 aunts and uncles that have no blood relation to them, but they all love them like they're their own, and that's all I can really ask for. Let's get into the topic of the week, which is kind of in the same wheelhouse, but a little bit different. I actually made a video about this topic on TikTok a few weeks ago, and I was like, ooh, I could talk about this forever. And that is that your kids are going to find out who you are. I don't mean they'll find out your name or your favorite food or what your favorite hobby was when you were a teenager. I'm talking they will find out who you are at your core, your true values, the things that you love, the things that you maybe did wrong in life, the things that you did that you're so proud of. Your kids will find out. The beginning of this in my mind was actually my father-in-law. He was here in February for a week visiting us and we don't get to see him very often and when we do, it's always so much fun. My husband is the youngest of his three kids, so him and Jake are pretty close now. One night when he was here after our kids went to bed, we were sitting eating popcorn at the kitchen table, just kind of talking. And me, being the person who can literally never shut up, I was talking about how it's insane to me how much our parents try to shelter who they are whenever we're kids. For some people, it's to protect them from their own demons, and I can respect that to a point. I don't think you need to be telling your five-year-old about all of the, you know, demons that you have. But your kid will turn into an adult someday, and they will know everything. So to me, you can either be honest with them, or they'll fill in the blanks themselves, and sometimes the latter is not better. And this is not at all me saying that I've had this amazing sense of who's good since I was little, because... I feel like we all kind of grow up with a jaded view of adults in our life, typically, because, like I said, they're sometimes just trying to protect us from things that they might not even be in control of. However, my issue comes when you're an adult and they still can't be honest with you with who they are. Before I continue, this is not meant to be scary at all because I don't find this as scary to me. I know who I am confidently and I know at my core I'm a pretty good person. So while I know some things that I maybe am not the proudest of will surface at some point with my kids, I'm not scared of them finding out who I am. If you're a good person, you shouldn't be worried about your kids knowing you because someday who you are is all that's going to tie them to you. After they stop needing you, will they still like you? And that question burns in my head at all times. To me, the thing that's so shocking and interesting mostly about this topic in general is that some parents treat their children like absolute crap or treat other people like crap and their children see that. But then when their kids grow up and they confront their parents about either things that happened in their childhood or how they felt about a certain thing or even just seeking for a I know I was wrong from their parent, it is unfortunately common to be met with hostility and excuses which then in turn makes the child resentful towards the parent for treating them like a child still, not being fully honest with them. And then the parent is shocked that their child doesn't want to be part of their life anymore. Obviously, I know I can't speak for everyone. Everyone's circumstances are so vastly different. But from my personal experience with people in my life who have cut a parent out, cut a sibling out, cut anybody out, honestly, 
That's typically the pattern that it goes. One person says, this hurt me that you did, or I didn't like how you blah, blah, blah. And the other person feels attacked and defensive instead of trying to take any type of accountability for the situation. And then the first person says, nope, this isn't worth my time. But then the second person is shocked that the other one has the audacity to cut them out. Maybe like I said, it's because my family was so small and I've been so far removed from having my family be the most important thing to me. But it just absolutely shocks me when people can't take accountability for their actions or for just hurting somebody. I completely understand that a lot of the times it was a child-parent relationship and in the parents' eyes they were maybe doing the best that they could or the best that they thought they could do, but that still doesn't excuse how the child felt. Kids remember stuff. They remember how you made them feel. They remember if they felt safe or not. So for a parent to just pull the, you were a kid, you don't remember correctly, this was what actually happened and you have no idea what you're talking about, it's just really unfair and invalidating and it sucks. Which kind of circling back, that's why I'm not terrified of when my children are older because I am so ready to take accountability for anything they could possibly tell me hurt them. I'm the parent. My job is to keep them safe and to make them feel loved. And if they ever felt that that was something I did not do for them, I would want to know. And sure, I might defend myself and say, oh, this was going on behind the scenes that you had no idea about. But that does not invalidate their experience. Heck, if there's one thing that I've learned in the last 10 years of my life, it's that even siblings so close in age with nearly the exact same quote-unquote experience of their childhood and their family dynamic can have such vastly different views on things. My own family being a prime example of that. This kind of got a little deep and a little off topic, but I guess that's what this podcast is for. I don't know if it's just how my brain works or if it's my background in psychology or if it's from being married to someone with such a different family dynamic than mine, but I so often think about when my kids are grown-ups. It consumes so much of my time. Well, I mean, not so much. I don't sit awake at night thinking about my kids when they're 25. But I do try to put myself in their shoes and imagine how they will think of a situation when they're older. Hopefully that sentence made sense. I just replayed it in my head and it was a little jumbled. I won't lie. But I think you probably got the gist. I imagine what the life experiences we're going through together will look like for them when they're older. I think about it so much. I think about my and my mom's relationship because she is so honest with me about Anything that she felt was a wrongdoing on her part, she apologizes for things that I don't even think warranted an apology. She is truly one of my closest friends at this point because she doesn't lie about who she is. I know her at her core and I love her. At this point in life, I don't need her anymore. There is nothing physically tying me to her anymore. All that we have is friendship. I mean, it is a friendship with a heck of a lot of baggage, 25 years worth but it's really not even baggage in a bad way. It's having lived the same experience, but from incredibly different vantage points. But now that we're older and we both can see each other's perspective of things, we've talked about it. We know the other person's side. She's not a perfect person, and I know that because she was honest about that. I didn't really intend for this to turn into me just talking about how great my mom is. And mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry because you're probably crying. But to me, she's the blueprint. Even with other relationships in my family. As children, we want to believe that everyone in our life is good. Heck, even perfect. I know for sure there were people in my life when I was younger that I thought were just the epitome of a perfect person. But then I got older and the sun came out and it hit them in places they did not want me to see. Some of them tried to hide that part of themselves and it 
ended our relationship. But others are truthful and honest and let me see parts of them that they maybe didn't think I was ready for as a child. And while I am thankful for that, because there are definitely things that children don't need to see, like I was saying, sometimes demons are not meant for five-year-olds. I'm not five. I haven't been in 20 years. And if you can't let the guard down, let me see further than just what you've let me see, what else is there for our relationship? I don't need to rely on you to live anymore. All that we really have now is what we can build from what we had. Again, I'm very aware that not everyone feels the same way I do about family. For some people, family is the most important thing in the world, and I'm just talking about your blood relation family. And while for me, it obviously still does hold weight and the history will never be erased, I just don't ever let that be an excuse or the only reason for something anymore. I'm a grown-up with my own family and a mortgage and... If you are causing me stress and pain just in the name of family, I don't really want it. That's not what family is about, to me at least, anymore. I want my kids to want to love me, not because we have history or because they feel like they owe me something. I feel the same about the aunts and uncles that we've given them, whether that's by blood or because we chose them. I kind of think this topic has been bothering me because when my friend passed away a few months ago, I mourned her more than I think I would most people in my family. That realization said a lot to me. And that is not traditionally how it should be. Your family should be the people making you the happiest who you would just not know what to do with yourself if something happened to them. And to me, she was family that I chose. I love her as though we have 25 years of baggage and history behind us. She cared for me, she trusted me, and she made me feel good for absolutely nothing in return. There was no blood relation between us. So why in the world would I let someone treat me like crap or talk badly about me or to me or treat me like a child? just because of a blood relation. Please no one take this as you needing to cut out every blood related person in your life because that's not what I'm saying at all. But if you have someone weighing you down and you've been keeping them in and around your life for the sake of blood, maybe it's time to have a conversation. There are people in this world that will love you for no reason. So do not let people that should have a reason to love you treat you badly. People change, circumstances change, but at the end of the day, all you really have is who you are and who you let others see you to be. So just let it be a good one. Let people in, take accountability for things you might have done wrong, or if someone tells you that you did something to hurt them, truly reflect. Don't get on the defense. Immediately, at least. If they come at you sideways, maybe you should get up there. Just love people. Love your kids. Love your spouse. Love your parents. Love people that love you back. Forgive people when they mean it, but don't accept it when they really don't. Life is just way too freaking short to let people disturb you that should be bringing you happiness. So here's a little exercise. My husband and I have done this several times over the years. If you already have kids or if you're planning on having kids or if you just want to use your dog or your sister as the person you want to be better for, think about what you want their takeaway to be. When they no longer need you, what do you want them to value the most about you? What do you want them to love the most about you? For me, this has changed a lot over the years and I'm sure it will continue to change. But in this stage of my life, I want my kids to remember or know that they were safe and that they had fun. That's what's the most important to me right now. So I'm trying my best to make that what they remember. I still have problems. I'm not perfect at all. And someday if they were to ask me, what was life like for you at this time? I'll be honest with them. But I just so desperately hope that when they find out who I really am, that they actually like me for no reason, just because I'm me. This got really deep and a little all over the place. I kind of stopped looking at my notes at one point and I realized I was so far off what I expected I was going to say. But I hope that you liked it. I hope that you maybe got something out of it, got your little brain going. 
Nothing I ever say is meant to freak people out or make people overthink things, but just to think because sometimes I feel like we don't think about something enough and it may be causing us to be kind of off kilter. So while I really hope that not everyone is going to run to cut someone off in their life, I hope that maybe there's someone listening to this that's been struggling with the decision or been just having a tough time with it. And maybe they just feel validated or maybe they're inspired to finally protect their peace. Definitely go over to Instagram at not that anybody asked podcast and tell me what you think. Even if you thought, wow, this was too much. I have really thick skin, so don't worry about hurting my feelings. I'm trying to work out the kinks for our very first guest. I'm so excited. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but I would love it if you could guess. Thank you so much for being here, for listening. It means the absolute world to me. That's all for this episode, and I will see you next week.